Hey, thanks for joining me today. I have a word from Jesus, and I want to share that with you, but let's acknowledge him first. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for sharing us, sharing with us what you're thinking, your perspective, telling us things to come, and showing us where we need correction. Thank you, Lord, for this serious moment that you're giving us to know the truth about who we are and what we're doing and how we need to change. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. And I do, I call this a serious moment because I I feel his emotions in what he's saying today. And what he's saying is that, you know, he was here. He did all these miracles like he talked to in in Matthew, talked about in Matthew um, 11, which I'm going to read to you. But he did all these miracles and... Um, he showed us the Father, and while while he did all that to to get us on that right path, the narrow path, while while he's showing us this truth, we're not even walking in it. We say we believe him. We go by for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. Whoever believes in him, I believe in him, will not perish but have eternal life. But are we believing? Today, he's saying, you're not. We're backbiting, bickering, complaining about our circumstances, wondering why God did this to us, and thinking it's something he wants us to go through. And it's not. He showed us who he was when he came. People were healed. The deaf could hear, the blind could see. And he's saying to you today, could you put all your energy on believing me instead of complaining about what is and change what is? This is this is a thick word. You know, his heart is like, come on, you know, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. I've shown you these things. And instead of doing what I said, you're complaining and you're in this place and of not even bringing glory to his name, calling yourself believers, but not believing, compromising the truth. Like, can you believe that he would pay your taxes? Can you believe that he would heal you? Can you believe that? Can you believe that everything that he did then, he can do now? And that's what he's saying. Put your energy in it. Put your energy in believing me. Seek me. Make that happen with your faith. Have faith in me instead of worrying. Instead of fellowshipping with the enemy, and worrying about what is and what are you going to do as if it's your responsibility to take care of it yourself. And he came and he said he would do it. He gave his life. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He took those stripes. He came so that you could have life to the full until it overflows. But many are living with the enemy stealing, killing, and destroying in our lives, stealing that truth. And it grieves him. 
It grieves him. He, he's sad, offended even. He showed me that this morning. Complaining. When is it going to happen? That's not faith. That's not trusting. Yes, he wants to encourage you. And sometimes the encouragement is a correction. And he's correcting us today. Did you, do you believe me? Did you believe what I did then? Then why aren't you walking in it? If you say you're a believer, then you believe. You live that lifestyle of belief. And Jesus began to openly denounce the cities where he had done most of his mighty miracles. Because the city failed to turn away from sin and return to God, he said, how tragic it'll be. How tragic it'll be for the city of Chorazin and how horrible for the city of Bethesda. For if the powerful miracles that I performed in Chorazin and Bethesda had been done in Tyran and Sidon, they would have humbled themselves and repented and turned from their sins. It'll be better off for them on the day of judgment. You'll be brought down to the depths of hell because of your rejection of me. For if the miracles I worked in your streets were done in Sodom, it would have been standing today. But I tell you, it would be more bearable for the region of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. And so that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I'm unappreciated. You're rejecting what I did for you. You're off on your own doing things your way. You're living as though I never was here, as if you don't know. You call yourself believers, but still, you're walking around in unbelief. You're not receiving what I gave for you. You worry and you fret about this and that and the other thing. You don't really believe me. You're calling, you're calling yourself believers, but you don't believe what I did and what I can do. And the reason it's not happening, the reason the miracles aren't happening, the reason blind eyes don't see, the reason you can't believe me to pay your taxes, to take care of you, to add on to you, is because you don't believe if you believed You'd be seeking after me. You'd be even looking for correction. Why isn't this happening, Lord? Show me. Teach me. Correct me. What am I missing here? He wants you to know. He wants you to know. He wants you to know the truth. But you're not seeking after him. You're not looking to hear the truth. You're, you're caught up in the world. I'm coming and it's almost too late. And he wants you to repent and get on your knees and say, I believe and I'm going to seek to act as I do. I'm not going to just carry on as if you weren't here and you didn't do those miracles. I'm going to change my way. That's the commitment he wants. Believe me that I can do for you. Instead of letting it be 
you, you know, when when I tell somebody that I'm believing God for something, they're they're appalled. Like, really? That is not going to happen. That is not possible. And that's the very thing that offends Jesus, is those words. Everything is possible for him who believes. Everything. Everything is possible if you can believe it. And if you let an unbeliever change your mind and you won't believe it because of their opinion, because they made you feel less than for believing for a miracle. And Jesus isn't pleased with you. When you believe the impossible, he's pleased with you. He's happy. When I believe the impossible, I feel the joy he has. But so often we start unbelieving. Don't share pearls with the pigs. If someone is going to hinder your faith, don't tell them. Don't tell them what you're believing God for. He's going to take care of you. Whatever you can believe. That's what he told. Um, that's what he told those in um, Mark 10. It's impossible with man, but everything is possible with God. He told the disciples. And he told, well, he said it plenty of times. But what comes to mind, that man said, is there anything you can do? My son, he throws himself in the fire. Jesus said, of course. What do you mean, is there anything I can do? All things are possible for him who believes. All you have to do is believe. And the man said, help me with my unbelief. And that's what we, we need to be doing. Help me with my unbelief. It seems impossible. I can't figure out how you're going to do this. This needs to be done. What about giving up? on people who need salvation. Are we taking it in our own hands and, and saying, I can't do this anymore, I can't love this person anymore? Because love covers a multitude of sins. Your love is so important. Your love covers everything. Loving someone, so don't give up on that person. And believe that Jesus can do that miracle in that person that you're thinking there's no hope. Absolutely. Absolutely no hope. I was so encouraged by that movie that I saw some, some years back, Beauty and the Beast. We can do that. We can love the unlovely. We can learn not to be offended and, and take to heart the things that they've said to us that are hurtful and give up on them and run away from that, from that pain instead of saying, Jesus bore my pain, my sickness. I'm, I'm not, I don't hurt over this. It's not painful. They just don't know what I know. They can't see what I see. Believe for them. Believe that Jesus can do that. That is the greatest miracle to see someone who is absolutely positively an unbeliever and then changed overnight because you love them, because you did the work. 
when you lay hands on someone and they're healed because you did the work. Jesus said, you're going to do what I did and even greater things than I did. If you can believe it, he can do it. And he needs you to believe it. He needs you to believe for that unsaved person. He needs you to believe for that person that, that doesn't believe they can be healed. How many times do you walk by someone and think, oh, I wish they knew, but you didn't tell them? Conviction. It's good to feel conviction. It's, it's good to hear the heart of the Lord, to know what Jesus is thinking on a daily basis. I want to know what he's thinking. I want to know what he thinks of me. I want to know. And I think you do too. I always have to mention Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. If he's telling them they're going to hell for their unbelief, then what is he saying to us? Because unbelief is rejection. And that's what he said. So our unbelief of him is rejecting him. And I, I think that we take light of that. If you won't believe him, that he can heal you or he can work miracles through you because his power is in you. Isn't that rejecting him? I would say that matches. I would say that's rejecting him. And I don't want to stand before him that day and say, but Lord, I did this and I did that. Yeah, I, I had some doubt, but I said I believed you. Is he going to say I didn't know you? You who practice lawlessness? If you're practicing lawlessness, you're saying you don't believe. And if you don't believe, you're rejecting him. He came to show us the Father. He came and did all the things that he did. He taught us. He loved us. He did miracles. He healed. All things he did, he was saying, here I am. This is who I am. I'm going to go. Carry on. Carry on. But yet, we're wrapped up in, in, in the things of the world and thinking like they think and taking the same avenues they're taking, walking on the white path and, and, and just conforming to the world. And he said not to conform to the world, but to be that witness for him, to tell them who he is, to be that example, to love them. And we got to learn that. We got we to get to this mature place where um, just because someone's slashing out, is slashing out on us, we don't do it back. We grow up to that place where it doesn't hurt because of the understanding, the revelation knowledge we have of knowing we have to do his will. <clears throat> when we're baby Christians, we get away with some stuff. But God is asking us to grow up. He's asking us to grow up and be like him and do his work and prepare the way for him. He's coming. And he's saying, prepare the way for me. We don't say that prayer 
God, come and live on the inside of me and then just carry on. Just jump on, jump back out on the wide path and do whatever. We're to be representing him. We're to be bringing the miracles to pass, to believe the impossible. But most people are like, well, I can just go to the doctor. That's too hard. I'm not going to do that. That's too hard. I can just go to the doctor. I can just go to the bank. It, it, it takes so long. It's too hard. Love. That's too hard. That person is so hard to be around. I, I, he so rubs against me. She really bugs me. Someone else can do it. I can't do this. If God put that person in your path, you're in that relationship, not for you. But for them, if you call yourself a Christian, if you call yourself a believer, then it's your assignment. Whatever in your path is your assignment. Jesus doesn't give up on people, and neither shall we. But on that day, it's too late. Not everyone who calls me Lord, you might be calling him Lord, but it doesn't mean you're going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. You can say the prayer, but it doesn't mean you're going to enter in. But Lord, I did this, I did that. Many are going to be arguing with him, trying to defend themselves because he knows, they know, right when they stand before him, that what their sentence is. He's going to say, I didn't know you. How could he say that? How can he say, I didn't know you? You who practice lawlessness, because he didn't do his will. Because you didn't believe, because you rejected him, he's going to reject you. It's a very serious word. It's his heart. So he shared with me to share with you today. I hate it when I've displeased him. When he corrects me and says you're complaining instead of doing something about it. Or it's all about you today, huh? We get so self-centered. We do. And of course, we are the enemy to help us. But if you're not fellowshipping with him, if you block him out, if you take captive your thought as you're supposed to, you can fellowship with Jesus instead. And then you can love unconditionally. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for this truth today. We thank you that, that you, you said you're knocking on the door of our heart and if we would heed your voice, do your will, then you would live on the inside of us. So we repent of our complaining, our unbelief, our doubt, and we're receiving that invitation. We're going to do your will. We're going to heed your voice. We're not going to sit on the couch and not do anything, but we're going to do your will. We're going to help prepare the way for you. I love you and praise you. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, if you said that prayer, I'm so excited to know. And um, if you look at the word every day, 
Get on your knees every day and fellowship with him. Then there isn't going to be room for the doubt and the unbelief. When you come against, when something comes against you, instead of taking the world's way, go, go the way of Jesus. Do what he taught us, what he taught you to do. Believe him. Believe him. Don't reject him. We're so close to his return. He needs us to prepare the way for him, to go for him. So thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.